Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is a very clever girl. Frank, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your butts. (laughs) Frank's here. Um... Frank, I, I hear your I hear your favorite uh, meal is chili and sea bass. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I'm doing well, Frank. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, as uh, as well as can be expected these days. Oh yes, indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. Crazy days with dinosaurs roaming around. That's right. I mean, yeah, you have to be careful when you go out. You know, you got to have little uh, flares and bits of meat. At any, you know, throw them away from you. Strategically any... placed, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Strategically placed pieces right. of meat and flares. Yes. So, but thank goodness all their vision is based on movement, Frank. You know, not just the T Rex as we, That's as right. you know. There's a lot of ways I could have opened this episode. I could have been whose vision is vision based on movement, Frank. I could have done that. I could have <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, there's some good stuff, Frank. But anyway, let's talk about beer first. What are you drinking this fine day? Well, uh, I am enjoying a beer from Baxter Brewing Company. Um, I know I've had a few uh, of the, We've talked about the uh, uh, Stowaway IPA and uh, a few others. Um, and today I am enjoying their Staycation Land. Oh, that is basically what you're doing. <laughs> this is true. Um, st- uh, Staycation Land. It is a brilliant lager. Um, it's just like a, it's a classic. It's a classic lager. You know, it's 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 crisp. It's clean. It's it's got all the uh, all the things you want out of a out of a good uh, a good old fashioned lager. And I have really been enjoying it. They redid their um, they redid their art. The cans recently. Mm. They redesigned them all, and they look really really cool. I really like the new looks of all their all their cans so yeah um enjoying enjoying that quite a bit what are you drinking um i am drinking a beer from the revival brewing company which we which we visited not too long well actually quite a long time ago now that i think about it um but anyway this is called a clever chica it's a paloma style sour ale (laughs) and the can is a velociraptor solving a rubik's cube look at that (laughs) 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 oh my gosh uh, Frank, I'm going to crack this open in in honor of hashtag Jurassic June. Hey, is, there you go. Which uh, Jurassic Park um, premiered, you know, 27 years ago. Wow. Um, in June, uh, and as did many of the, I think, um, the Jurassic World was five years ago. Um, I know Lost World came out in May. It was Memorial Day weekend, but that's close enough. But anyway, June is Jurassic Month. 
Oh, that's good beer, too. Jurassic mm. June. I like it. Wow, that is delicious. Yeah? Is this mm. your first time trying it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's not so sour that you, like, want, like, you feel you just got punched in the mouth. <laughs> oh, man, I know that feeling. Yeah, I, I am a little um, hesitant about sours. Um, I definitely, like, I'm not, I'm hesitant to buy one at the at the store, like, to buy, a, you know, four-pack or a six-pack. Mm. Um, I'll try one on tap, but uh, especially if I can, if they'll give me, like, a sample of it first. I'm just, sours, are, sour is not a flavor profile that I'm tremendously fond of, with exceptions. Like, I love sour candies, like, like Sour Patch Kids and, and mm-hmm. you know, Warheads and that kind of stuff. But sour beers, mm, not not so much my my cup of tea, my glass of beer. Um, so so yeah, but uh, but I do like I do like one that is um, on the milder side that kind of hints with the uh, the the sour profile, but doesn't kind of uh, isn't overwhelmingly so. Gotcha. This is it. Said on the side, this is a sidekick to our clever girl. This chica is dry hopped and also made with delectable pink grapefruit and oak oh. chips soaked in mezcal. Hold on to your butts. Party soaked. doesn't start until chica walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and soaked in mezcal. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very good. I just looked at. I looked at the clever girl is also a Paloma style sour ale. It's just yeah. a different, a different iteration. I like that. I like that. The grapefruit. The yeah, that's all. And very very interesting. I could definitely taste the grapefruit. It is really there. Yeah, which is which is solid. Yeah, I really like this. This was a, um, you know, pick six kind of yes. the variety. So I, you know, I tend not to also, I tend not to also get. I don't want a six pack of sour because I. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's refreshing, but it's also by the end you're like I'm full and I need a glass of water, <laughs> right? You know, so right. that's yeah. that's a sour for you. But Frank, considering that it is Jurassic June and yes. I'm drinking my themed beer, which I haven't had such a like a great themed beer like this in a long time. It's been a minute. Um, uh, so well, maybe the actually, um, you know, the dark. I had a dark side beer when we did Star Wars, actually. That's so, true. That's true. but anyway, Frank, uh, we're here to talk about all the Jurassic movies, right? There's, you know, there's um, five of them plus a short film, which I don't know if you have you ever seen the short film. I don't think I have actually. Come to ba- think of it, Battle at Big Rock. It takes place after Fallen Kingdom, and it's like ten minutes, and it's great. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see yeah. this. I did see this. But it was, it, this was two years ago, last year? Mm, two years ago, last year, something okay. like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. It was great. I really enjoyed it because I love, I love some dinosaurs, Frank, as, as of course I've said you, many. Yeah. You do love dinosaurs. You I really do. love dinosaurs. Yeah, not in like a like. Oh no, I love flowers. No, that's a weird excuse. I don't really care about flowers. Um, <laughs> Screw flowers. Flowers suck. Yeah, flowers are terrible. Um, they're just <laughs> everywhere. No, they're fine. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of now. I'm trying to think of something. You know, somebody says like, oh, the, oh yeah, I love that. You know, like, but they don't. They like just like it. Or they they like yes. it a lot, but not love. Like I love dinosaurs. I think the way that I love Batman and Star Wars. Wow. Yeah, I know yeah. you. You really like. I like dinosaurs. I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid. As every like young kid, I feel like goes through that mm-hmm. uh, phase of enjoying them to that extent. But yes, you love dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that my wife 
for my birthday. It got canceled because of um, COVID, but uh, she got us tickets to go see Jurassic World live. Oh, like, that would have been cool. That was going to be my birthday present, but it got canceled for obvious reasons. Yes. And because the dinosaurs and, were going to eat us. Because right? the dinosaurs were going to eat us because okay, they were yeah. real, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, Frank, I uh, I have spent the month of June uh, rewatching all the Jurassic Park films, all the Jurassic. I, I almost refuse to call them the Jurassic World films, like even though. No, it's the, the the franchise is still Jurassic Park, right? Like it's yeah, that's in I my think heart. Technically, it's actually the Jurassic World franchise. Yeah, I know, but in my heart, it's always the Jurassic. Oh, Park sure, it is saga, the Jurassic, the Jurassic Park, Park franchise. franchise. Yeah. yeah, whatever as, they call it. As titles go, in the schema of like the way the narrative and the story flows in all five, six, five films plus a short film, Jurassic World makes more sense. Sure, you know, the world is more encompassing, all-encompassing than the park. I get that. Right, Jurassic Park is, but only the first one. They never even go back to that. They don't even go back to the original park until Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so, you know, it takes two other films to get there. Anyway, Frank, do you remember seeing Jurassic Park at all? Um, do you, like, did you see it in theaters? I think you would have been a little young to see I it was, in theaters. I was a little young to see it in theaters, uh, but I do remember, I think we watched it, like, in school. Like, one of those, like, it's the last couple days of the school year, and the teachers are like, "You're we're, we're basically done. We just have to all be here now. So, um, all right, which movie do you want to watch? Like, you, you, have, you have your choice. Let's show of hands. Mm-hmm. And I think we watched Jurassic Park, and I, I really, I liked it, but I was, I was probably, again, I was probably, like, I was on, under under the age of ten, and so I wasn't really primed to fully uh, enjoy it. Sure, um, not not that I couldn't fully fully enjoy it, but like I couldn't appreciate the the science behind it and all that kind of stuff. Right? To me, it was just like, yay, cool dinosaurs are running around and tearing stuff up. Right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember then in my like tween years, like like getting into it. And I think I I uh, I've talked about like how we go to the library and get get. VHS tapes out of the library, mm-hmm. and I think I I took out the entire trilogy. Um, maybe not. No, the third one probably wasn't out yet. But um, I took out at least the first two from the library and watched them, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed them. Mm. Third one was two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Okay, so then I must there. have been out by then. It must have been out by then. I, for some reason, in my mind it was earlier than that. So yeah, there there you go. So I, I guess I had seen all three at once, and there was a very noticeable decline. Uh, there sure is, Frank. Wow, yeah. there sure is. It, it, I mean, I watched them all. I watched the first three with like that kid nostalgia lens. Yeah. But if if you really remove, if you remove that, there is a there. I wouldn't call it a sharp decline, but it's definitely like the first one is a four or five star film. It's really well crafted yes. across the board. Everything about it is engaging from start to finish. Uh, it's deeper than the material like deserves, you know, because it's Spielberg. You know, like Spielberg. it could just be a a movie about dinosaurs that get loose on an island, but it really is so much more. And the movie leans into that. Um, two and three really forget that. Yeah, three, kind of, three skirts around it a little. Mm. Three skirts around it a little bit. Um, but but it it. it, it they're re- those movies are definitely more about like, oh, dinosaurs are loose. That's what those movies are about. They they're about the spectacle, and not about and not about the metaphor yes. or the allegory. Yes, they um, lean more into the action and the spectacle. They are absolutely right. Yeah, 
Well, there's only like, I want to say it's like seven minutes of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. It's like something so minuscule that like you wouldn't be like, no, really? Seven minutes? Like it's either seven or 14. I might have to double that. But in a two hour movie. Right. 14 minutes is not a lot. If you really think about it, he took the Jaws approach. He did take the Jaws approach, you know, but but with a way that but with a way that like only he almost like wished he could have done something with Jaws. Right. You know, because Jaws, he he literally had to cut around the shark because the shark didn't work. Right. But but he but he made a lot of it in the computer. But what works about Jurassic Jurassic Park as a special effect icon is that it literally changed how we make movies now because mm-hmm. everyone said, Oh, this is how movies, what, what, ha- like, how do you, how do you do this? Cause they, cause it was the first of, it was really one of the first of its kind, like really feature length as much CG as there is in that film, not just like a scene. And it's obviously a computer, you know, like it, it changed the game. There's a story. I can't remember who, um, I can't remember who tells it, but that like going to see Jurassic Park in theaters and when the T-Rex escapes and is like swishing the guy back and forth, you know, the lawyer back and forth mm. on the toilet. And the guy stood up in the theater and yelled, how the F did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> just because like it just looks so real. Even oh, now, I was going to say real. a lot of it, a lot of it still holds up pretty well. It does. Some of it, not so much. Some of it starts to look like like the special editions of Star Wars, A New Hope, where like a dinosaur just strolls into the, or like an alien strolls into the frame and strolls out. Sometimes yes. it looks a little bit like that. But there's so much animatronic use from Stan Winston and co. inside the first Jurassic Park that it still is, it's kind of like Jaws in that it's still engaging. Um, there are very few. There are very few moments in Jaws where you're like, "Ooh, that's bad." Yeah, yeah, most that's true. It's still most of it's still very strong. I, I really, I find, I, I think of the original Jurassic Park as being sort of this, almost this golden age of the the CG had like sort of was starting to come of age. Certainly, the practical effects stuff was well well established at this point right ilm mm-hmm. had been around for 15 you know almost 20 years at this point and mm-hmm. they were doing like the, the the best work so you had this amazing like filmmakers like spielberg had this the, these two choices that were like equally viable right like mm-hmm. i'm either going to do this some effects will be practical some effects will be digital and you'll never really know what's what because that they're, they're both so good that's right um and and that's you know, there's some there's some sentiment of wanting to bring that back to some extent in Hollywood, um, mostly because of fan outcry, though, and not because like here's how I prefer to make a movie. That is correct. But right? well, it, that's combo. That combo is more expensive. Like practical it, oh, effects for sure have reached the point where it is more expensive to do it practically than it is to do it in a computer. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and so I was watching. Actually, it's funny because I was watching. It was either World or Fallen Kingdom, and I was looking at like some of the raptor shots and things. I was like, "This is like very obviously CG, you know, because of the one of the way it's shot, that the way they're moving, because they move more like animals than people inside suits, and you know, like whatever, the, the things like that." But I say like, but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, but I'm not. The terror isn't as real because I know they're not real. They're not in the frame. They're actually not responding to anything. 
Um, the actors aren't responding to anything. And it it removes, even if it creates a nice-looking shot, it removes some of the abject terror that you feel inside the first Jurassic Park movie or the second one or whatever because, because like, what, like when, when Laura Dern's character is is like, you know, Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. And the raptor, you know, like co- like comes through the wires. That's a real terror, even from her, because a real raptor head pokes itself out mm-hmm. through the the wires. And you just don't really get that anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the fault of the rest of the series, except for Park. Um, because they, I mean, there are actually tons of, of practical effects inside of world and fallen kingdom. The flip, the other side is that like some, the animatronics are so good now and the CG is so good. You actually think it's CG because you just assume that all things are created in the computer now. Right. And now it's just so good. You can't tell. Yeah. And that, that creates its own set of issues when, when feeling for a movie. But, um, yeah, I uh, Park is definitely the best one, but in my rewatch, I surprised myself in realizing that Jurassic World is actually the next best one. I love Jurassic World. I I do. I I really really was impressed with it when I first saw it, and they had, you know, they they he, they had to do a good job with it. They had mm-hmm. to do a good job with it to bring back to bring this franchise back. That's and right. I think that Trevorrow nailed it. I think so too. And what is what is great about World that is promptly ignored not ignored, but like kind of brushed aside in Lost World and JP3 is that it is about the genetic fabrication of monsters and like the commercialism of of the world and like how people are not impressed by things that they should be impressed by anymore. You know, there's a like they talk about the Indominus Rex like he's not really a real dinosaur. He's a bunch of different or she's a bunch of different dinosaurs together. And Owen, Chris Pratt's character, is like, like, what do you mean? Wow, like dinosaurs? That's enough. Like, yeah, that's, that should be enough. Dinosaurs, but it's not. And even for it, but it's speaking to the audience as much as it's speaking to the people inside the world. And that's oh, what I really like about yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because yeah. it has, it's a movie that has something to say, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's an action movie. It's a horror movie. It's a monster movie. But it has something to say. Where I don't know that JP three really has something to say. Well, the, part of that is because the movie got rewritten a bazillion times, and it was rewritten a week before they started filming. Yeah, okay. Like, well, yeah. It, it's one yeah. of those movies, like, what's the story? We'll figure it out in post. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of yeah. those movies. It wasn't until a week, be, like a week or two weeks before that Steven Spielberg was like, no, no, you have to make this movie like a survival mission, like go get the kid and get out. That The whole point of the movie... Two weeks before they started filming, that's so you know because at that point it was like I just put dinosaurs in it. People will go see it, and you're like, that's nope, it. You're missing the point. And you're- that's the that's the like cash grabby sequel uh, mentality that I think audiences can really we can see through it. Like that's we right. can see through it. Maybe it's still enjoyable. Maybe it's mm-hmm. still fun. Like yeah, it's still fun to watch dinosaurs run around, but it's not as satisfying as a as a movie that has uh, something to say, that has a point of view, as a story is trying to tell, um, that the the writer, director, producer combo, you know, any any number of those people actually have some feeling and investment in. 
That's right. And that's a movie some people put blame on Joe Johnson for that, but I Joe Johnson is like the hero of Hollywood because he comes in to projects his job in Hollywood is to come into projects that are late and they have no idea what they're doing and he looks at everything and goes, "Okay, this is how you make a movie and still make money." Like yeah. and then he makes it. Like he does it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like he did it with Jurassic War, uh, Jurassic Park three. He did it with the Wolfman. Like this is just like people are like, okay, this movie is gonna be made no matter what. Get Joe Johnston because the movie starts in a week. And right, he's like able right. to come in and like somehow make a movie that's watchable. It's an incredible talent he has. It is an incredible talent, and so I don't, I do not, uh, I do not put blame at the feet of Joe Johnston for that because no. I think he did come in late to that movie as well. Um, I do think that. Jurassic World does something, uh, not Jurassic World, um, Jurassic Park 3 does something interesting in that it actually does try to slightly incorporate more real science into some of the dinosaurs because, like, a lot of paleontologists, like uh, Alan Grant, you know, um, uh, shoot, Sam Neill's character is based on a real paleontologist, Jack Horner, uh, who is also the paleontologist supervisor for all the Jurassic Park movies. And they use him, utilize him less and less. He said he did an interview <laughs> a year or two ago, and he was like, yeah, they didn't really ask a lot of questions by the time they got to Fallen Kingdom, because they were like, yeah, it's close enough. Um, and, and <laughs> I, picture, I picture, like, in Jurassic Park, they're like, he's there, and he's telling them, no, this would work this way, and that would work that way, and then we get to Fallen Kingdom, and they're like, is this hat good? Is this the kind of hat you would wear? Yeah, okay, the, great. Yeah, good. This is the kind of hat a Velociraptor would wear, right? And he's like, actually, you know, Velociraptors were actually really small. And like, I yeah, just yeah, need yeah, you to sign now. this. I just need you to sign off i just need your initials that's really all i don't really care about the answer jh just do it do it now jackie boy um so um so he um i lost my train of thought so alan grant real paleontologist velociraptors small oh so there was more science in it yeah so steven spielberg when when talking to um Jack Horner about like what dinosaurs should look like in the first film and everything and and he was like you know like a lot of dinosaurs we believe at then they didn't really know but now we know like a lot of dinosaurs had feathers you know because they're like Jurassic Park is like on the frontier of telling people that dr- dinosaurs are more birds than lizards that mm-hmm. was actually a wild concept in the world of paleontology when Jurassic Park came out and now that's that's what they are. They mm-hmm. they were birds. They were really they were different birds and they were somewhere between like like warm and cold blooded animals. So a lot of them had feathers. And they're not lukewarm. just like lukewarm blooded. Lukewarm blooded, right, exactly. Um and so um but and not just feathers like you would see on like a robin, but like more like feathers like you'd see on like a penguin, you know, like that down kind of feather mm. that almost looks like fur. Um and so uh so so Jack Horner was like, you know, they probably had feathers and Steven Spielberg was like yeah, but that's not scary, and which is true. It's which true, is, which is absolutely true. But I, I give Jurassic uh, Park three credit for like trying to incorporate some of that stuff, like the raptors. They gave the little like spindle things on top of their head, like that, a little bit more accurate. But um, I give Jurassic World the most credit for Doctor Wu for being like these were never real dinosaurs. You didn't ask for real dinosaurs. These are monsters that you think are dinosaurs. Right. And I love that. One, I love that they like took 
his character, this like throw Henry, this throwaway character from Jurassic Park and like, oh, no, but he's one, the genius and two, also kind of a bad guy. Yeah. 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 That was I I smart. love it. I love it. Yes, that was smart. That was a great way to, to sort of spin it and be like, these are not real dinosaurs, but who cares? Um, right. <laughs> it, it sort of sets a new path for the franchise moving forward. That's right. They Universal has been actually very clear about this next one coming out. Um, Jurassic World Dominion is not the last Jurassic World film. They're like, oh, no, like we're going to keep well, one probably because Universal doesn't have too many franchises to, to which they can make a lot of money. Um, but uh, but like, why? Why stop? What's the point? Why you know, stop? If, if you have a good story to tell, why stop? Yeah. No, because yep. I think Jurassic World is a franchise that's really built around it is it's built around ethical questions and dinosaurs. It's not really built around its characters the same like it's human characters the same way. I love Dr. Grant. I love Malcolm. I, you know, like I, I like Do- Dr. Sattler and Hammond and all in Owen and all these different characters. But it's about the dinosaurs. It's more about the dinosaurs. You you can you can keep this going for a long time and continue to change out the, the human characters mm-hmm. um, over a long period of time, slowly, gradually change out human characters. Um, but as long as you have that those ethical questions and those and the dinosaurs you've got the formula essentially you know the 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 thing that i enjoy about it is the is the the ethical questions piece of it and the dinosaurs are cool to boot but i like the sort of roddenberry-esque like let's Mm -hmm. talk about philosophy and ethics through the through and, and let's use dinosaurs to do it that's right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This is like it's genre fiction at its best. It's like yeah. Asimov. Let's talk about yeah. real serious things or it's like Herbert and Dune or even Shelley and Frankenstein. This is what Mary Shelley was doing. She created yeah. science fiction to raise. I mean, she didn't purposely do it this way, but, you know, like, but science, creating this genre, she created something that like let's take something that could be silly like absolutely silly and dumb and let's make it scary and ethical and amoral and like let's ask those really serious questions through fiction. Yes. So we can digest them without getting crisis fatigue. Yes. Or, you yes. Know. You know, and I, I think Fallen Kingdom uh, um, does a bit of that too. Like there's this whole hearing like of like, you know, the dial down's going to explode, you know, because of the volcano and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, do we save them or do we not save the dinosaurs? Like they were extinct mm-hmm. and we brought them back. Like, should we just let them die because this was our bad? Right. You know, and, and, and through the course of it, you know, they, they, they like spoilers, but you know, like they get out into the world because the kid lets them out and she's, they're alive like me, which is a bigger ethical thing. Cause she's also a clone of a person, which is, you know, like that's, that's that's it's so funny in a world that like dinosaurs are back and you can make them out of a gene code from a mosquito and blah 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 all this stuff a human clone child feels like a stretch i know <laughs> somehow somehow, somehow that feels like a stretch. even though there shouldn't be a stretch there at all like literally not at all there's no stretch in fact it's probably easier like oh yeah because uh, you scientifically cannot bring back dinosaurs from mosquitoes i'm sorry dna only lasts fossilized for about six million years so 
about 60 million years off from it not working. Oops. Oops, indeed, Frank. Um, unless it's frozen in super amber, carbonite amber. Carbonite amber, right. It's mm-hmm. in the phantom zone, Frank. Yeah, yes, that's in the phantom. Time is just different there. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the same. It's nimbly. Yes. strange. the phantom zone. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what? Um, you, did you talk about your first time seeing it? I realized that I, I talked about it, but I don't know if we ever heard your story. Um, I think I've said it on the podcast before, Maybe but I'll you tell have. you again because it's a good story. I was five years old, Frank, and when I was five, all I wanted to be was a paleontologist. In some ways, I still want to be a paleontologist, except that I'm bad at chemistry, so a, a degree in science, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, but anyway, I will live vicariously through other people. Um, so anyway, I loved dinosaurs. I still love dinosaurs. Um, so there's a dinosaur adorning my the desk next to me there, yeah. there, there, so, there you go there it is um is that indominus rex it is the no this is the indoraptor from ah. fallen kingdom i do not have an indominus rex but i do have i'll move the computer so you can see them i have if you can see up yes. there i have dr malcolm waving his yes. flare with the oh. t-rex the segasaurus and the raptor <laughs> nice nice oh, good stuff um, but Frank, anyway, so I wanted to see this movie more than anything in the world because I love dinosaurs and I knew nothing of ethical questions. I don't even think at five years old, I knew the word ethical. Sure. So in fact, I don't even know if I know it now. So, um, so, so I, my brother and I convinced my mom to take us because she was a softie and my mom kind of likes this stuff. And my dad was like, I will stay home with, I will stay home with your sister and teach her how to potty train. There's a wonderful video of my sister learning to potty train while we're seeing Jurassic Park in theaters. It's glorious. Not that anybody listening to us needs to know that, and my sister would be mortified if she knew, but she doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. (laughs) That's what she gets. That's what she gets. Um, But anyway, so uh, we went to go see the movie in theater. Um, The movie theater, I still go to movie Thursdays, actually. Oh, nice. Um, It was the same theater, same ballroom. And (laughs) um, same Jurassic ballroom. (laughs) And um, I I remember where we were all uh, we were all sitting. It was my brother and then my mom and me on the aisle. And my mom got so scared of the opening raptor scene um, that she like flew back too quickly and the seat kind of broke. I think she like broke the little handle and she like was gripping my arm and I'm five and I'm like, mom, let go. Like, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Very practical child. And so, and so the movie's going along great. Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood, you know, and then my teacher told me about another one and then, you know, chaos is, uh, you know, and here I am sitting in a car talking to myself. That that's chaos theory. And, you know, going and (laughs) going and going and going. And and then the T-Rex breaks out of the pen, right? And it's sound of a baby elephant, you know, doing its thing. And um, I think Ben Burt actually is the sound designer on Jurassic ah, Park. Fun yeah, fact, we love Ben right. Burt around here. And, um, and so the T-Rex comes down and looks at the kids in the car. Pupil dilates and it moves back up, right? Right before he attacks the car. My brother turns to my mom and goes, Mom. We have to leave now. And she goes, no, she should know. Like, it's, it'll be okay. You know, my mom, who like just like gripped my arm out of existence, you know, from being scared of the sheet. He's like, no, 
we have to leave now. And she's like, no, it's okay. So he stands up in the middle of the theater, pronounces to everyone, Mom, we have to leave now. Except this is before he had his tonsils and anointing out, so it was more like, Mom, we have to leave now. So stuffy. Um, and and so we left to appease my, my older brother uh, who got scared, and I never got to see Jurassic Park in the theater. Oh, like when that and I like I was r- right before the dinosaurs showed up, basically. Yeah, and they were ripped from me, the ripped uh, from my existence uh. on screen. I did see it on the big screen when it was re released for the three um, D edition. Oh, good. Um, my brother declined to go, still scared. Um, well, and so you know, what are you gonna do? Um, so, but I mean, and I saw the rest of them in, in theaters, but I will forever remember that. I wrote an essay about it in high school. <laughs> I don't remember what it was about exactly, but it was for my sophomore. It was my sophomore year, and and I that teacher had my brother or knew of my brother anyway, and he just thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> you know, just the best. It was the best. Oh, except goodness. that it was the worst. So anyway, so that was my. Scene <laughs> Right, so cool, cool, cool. Glad to drudge up that memory. Yeah, no, I think about it every time I watch the movie. Like it's, I, yeah, it's, sure. it's one of my earliest memories. I was five years old. Yeah, like I, tracks. like I, like absolutely remember sitting there and where we were and how far down the aisle and like it is indelibly marked inside. You no, know, I do remember that story. You have told the story in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just didn't remember which movie it went with. So I, I wow, that's there. There you go. Yeah, it was uh, Jurassic Park. There um, you go. Good stuff, Frank. Before we go, I I I have a definitive ranking for these movies. I don't know if you do, um, because I just watched them. Um, yeah, it's a little fuzzy for me because I have not seen two or three in a long time. Um, but I'm very eager to hear yours. Um, my definitive rankings surprised me a little bit, but not not so much that I was like, "Wow, that came out of left field." Um, cause I just, you know, obviously watched them in succession. So it's Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and then Battle at Big Rock I threw in there just because it's, it's good fun. It actually kind of really synthesizes a lot of what Jurassic Park is about in 10 minutes, which is good. It doesn't really raise the ethical questions of like the science questions, but it is Jurassic Park at its best is also about people learning to what it means to be family and sure. to relying on one another and. Jurassic Park is about Alan Grant, like learning to be a dad and how he acts, you know, and then Lost World is about Malcolm learning to be a dad. And then uh, Jurassic Park 3 drops that ball completely. And <laughs> so like whatever. So it's Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Battle at Big Rock, Lost World, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic Park 3. That's where mm-hmm. it actually I really thought Fallen Kingdom would be my least favorite, even though I I like all of them. I, I even for their for their sins, I enjoy uh, them quite a bit. Um, but I think the story is just a little bit more cohesive in Fallen Kingdom than it is in JP three. Mm. Um, but I do love the Spinosaurus like a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Like, on. I love the Spinosaurus. People hate on it, but I love it. Although they just found out that um, the way what. New bones discovered, new fossils discovered. How the spinosaurus is and moved is really not what that movie depicts it to be at all. That is like pure monster. Now it's like monster gotcha. on the level of like Indominus Rex is like not real, or even gotcha. Velociraptors for that for that matter. Very small Velociraptors, um, very small. The Archaeoraptors, 
bigger like that. Um, but Frank, do you have a ranking at all? I definitely would put Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Um, and then kind of blah, whatever. And then it kind of falls apart after that. I guess I guess um, The Lost World, Fallen Kingdom, JP3. I guess that would be my... Yeah. I saw somebody, I saw somebody uh, on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, put out where they said, hot take is that Jurassic Park is the best, which is not really a hot take. No. But, you know, but the rest of them are all about on par with one another. They're all about mm. three star films, you know, like for better or worse, some of like the higher you know, end of three or the lower or the lower end. But yeah, yeah. they're they're all just about in the same park as one. I another. definitely agree that Last World Fallen Kingdom and, and Jurassic Park three are really are kind of in the same they're in the same park yeah. on the same level. I think mm-hmm. Jurassic Park and and certainly is above, and mm-hmm. Jurassic World even I would put on a higher plane than the other three. Yep. Um, yep. That's why that's actually why it's hard for me. It's apart from the Frank sucks at, at ranking things. It's just hard for me because they are kind of equally meh. So like, all right, yeah, this one's a little better than the other one, I guess. But like, it's arbitrary at that point. They're all just kind of tied for worse. They are all tied. It's like Star Wars for me. It's um. It's Star Wars as a it's Star Wars as a franchise, and they're all tied. The end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. No, not go. really, but you no. know what I mean. Like they're all just they're all just about the same at, yeah. at a certain point, for better or for worse. So, um, but that's that second. What is your favorite dinosaur, Frank, from the Jurassic, either from just life or from a Jurassic World franchise, Jurassic Park? The the T Rex in Jurassic Park will all like captured my mm. imagine like just captivated me as a kid yeah. right and still Absolutely. holds a special mm-hmm. special place for me so like that's the first thing the first flash that comes to my mind when you say Jurassic Park I think of that T Rex, um, just just causing all kinds of trouble so yeah I think about that very very easily do do you have a favorite you you are much more knowledgeable about dinosaurs in general than I am so. Um, well, I think that it's it's so hard not to love the T-Rex, period, yeah. you know, just even before Jurassic Park and after Jurassic Park. Although if you look at if you type in like realistic T-Rex, he's a chubby wubby and it's hilarious. Like if you thought his little arms were small before, wait until you <laughs> look up like what like his actual muscular muscular structure would look like. And oh, stuff. No. It is so funny. It's like a little bit more akin to like the T-Rex from We're Back than Jurassic Park. Oh, He's, or or Barney for that matter, who's also a chubby wubby. <laughs> I saw I saw oh, I saw an article about like you know a lot of dinosaurs are probably very colorful the way that birds are you yeah know, and they have some fossilized feathers that are show some colors and you know all this stuff and and the one paleontologist was like you know like Barney being a purple dinosaur is actually not as strange hmm. as you think it would be. Hmm. Um, you know, if you think about all the colors of birds, not like our boring North American birds, but like real, you know, you know, if you like real birds and birds and African birds, parrots, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, uh, no, my favorite from Jurassic from the Jurassic World franchise, Jurassic Park franchise is the Dilophosaurus. I just like captured my imagination as a kid. The one with the frilly neck, the one that eats oh, Newman. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. I just that loved that one. one. That's as a good a choice. Kid. Yeah. I did like if if it doesn't default to the T Rex, that's like my next follow up. That's always sure. that's the one that I just like I don't know why I like it so much necessarily. I just think it's cool. 
Yeah. And it's real, which is also, I think that's a big thing for me as like a fan of dinosaurs in the first place. Like velociraptors are like, they're more monster than real dinosaur. And, you know, things like the Indoraptor and the, you know, Adominus Rex. Those are not obviously real dinosaurs by any stretch of the sure. imagination. Um, but my favorite, if I have to say my favorite herbivore, um, would be the Stegosaurus. I love the Stegosaurus. You know, I always actually kind of liked the Stegosaur, Stegosauri uh, yeah. when, I was a, when I was a kid. I feel like I learned the most about dinosaurs when I was like, first, like in kindergarten, you learn about dinosaurs, like yep. that they existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, whenever, like in high school, like, uh, uh and and since like kindergarten, I was always like Stegosaurus is kind of what an interesting shape with like the scales on the back and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, and pterodactyl movie. always yeah. always captured my imagination. Yeah, too. pterodactyls are cool. That sequence in Jurassic Park three is actually really cool. That is like cool. That it doesn't cool. make any sense why there's a birdcage on an island that was designed to have them roam free, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, not nothing in that, in that movie really needs to make sense. No. No, it sure doesn't. But yeah, I I actually have some uh, original art on my wall um, from an old comic book called the Monster Trilogy, the Winged Ooh. Terror, and it is just um, it is a pterodactyl like coming out of the ground for some reason, destroying San Francisco. Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, did you ever read the books? The Jurassic Park books. Mm-hmm. Read the first one, and it is wildly different from the movie. That, so I've heard. I'm and I, I, yeah, it's I'm good. Curious about it's good because Michael Crichton was a very good author. Yeah, um, but it is it is different. Like I could spoil some things for you, like and how different they are. Well, like, I'm curious about that and and the Lost World, like how different. Um, both Lost of them World. Are from the I think I started when I was younger, and I never continued with it. Though I should go back to it. Um, but like like Gennaro, the lawyer from Jurassic Park who dies in the film, he's like a hero in the book. Oh. He's one of the good and Malcolm, not a hero at all. Don't make it. So it is interesting how how different it becomes hmm. um pretty quickly. Hmm. Uh, but the core of it is still there. But because it's Spielberg that like Dr. Grant learning to be a father thing, um, that's pure Spielberg. Because sure. that's that's his like big shtick in such a the early part of his career. For like the first twenty years of his career, somebody's learning about a father son relationship. Like, yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. Um, they changed, they switched the genders of the kids in oh. in the movie. So like, um, so like Lex is older and Tim is younger in the in the movie, and that's reversed in the book. And like Tim is the one that's like a computer hacker, and Lex is like I'm there to scream. And so it's gotcha. like forward thinking Spielberg was like, this, this is not good. This, I don't like this. So, mm. um, yeah, so I, I would recommend it just because it's a good read and you'd, you'd be, things will surprise you because it's different. Sure. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That's so interesting. Th- those are books that I've always wanted to sort of drop in and, and read. Um, so they're, they're, they've been on my list of, of things to read for so many, so many years. <laughs> I really need to get oh. around to it. Get around to reading, Frank. Yeah. 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 Stop talking to me and read a book. All right. I'm going to go learn a book. Learn a book, indeed. Learn a book. Well, Frank, um, tell the people what they can learn about us. Yeah. Um, you know, before before we sign off, I, I do want to say, you know, obviously, 
we said this last week too, but um, we're we're talking about things that don't ultimately matter um, in the big scope in the in the big picture. They're fun things to distract ourselves with, but there are obviously very real things, very serious things happening in the world um, uh, with with everything happening with with COVID, obviously, uh, and then more more recently and and, and in some ways more pressing. Um, it's really come to everyone's uh, attention as a as a nation, just the way that um, that black people have have not been um, treated with the equality that that many of us would like to to think um, that that they have been for the last four hundred years. Um, and it's really coming to light, and I, it's it's important that it does, and it's important that um, whether you are black or not, it's important that you uh, educate yourself. Um, in fact, it's even more important if you're if you're not. Um, Tim and I have. Uh, I know we've both made it a priority um, these days in our lives to to make this something that we're educated about and, and informed about. So I want to urge everyone listening, I'm putting a couple of links in the show notes um, for some uh, anti-racism resources for white people, as well as ways you can help, you know, no matter who you are um, and no matter what your station in life, no matter what your income is, there are ways you can help, whether it's signing a petition, whether that's giving a donation, whether that's going to a protest in ways to stay safe when you do that. Um, there are all kinds of ways that we can help, whether that's just posting on social media, because that's your, that's your, um, your platform. And, and you've got people who um, uh, you have their attention there. It's important that we educate ourselves and realize that this topic doesn't go away when it's not a trending topic anymore. Um, yeah, that's that's very true, Frank. But I think it's not just so much even just about educating, but about acting on something. Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. that means acting with, if that means even acting with your voice, with your with your social media mm-hmm. platform, um, with your pocketbook or with your wallet, or you know, like there's a lot of ways to act that's right. that's that are right. not that are not. Um, that don't involve marching um that you know like if that's not if that's not something you're comfortable with um there are there's letter writing and email writing and you know hashtagging and and speaking up for others when you see um complicit racism occurring you know those things all matter and um and, and so and so it is it is excellent to educate yourself and then but then you have to do something with that education. That's you right. don't just go to school and then sit on your couch forever. That's right. You have, you do something with the with the knowledge you you've earned. And so that that goes for this as well. Yeah, and actually I'm glad you said that. I'm going to also put in the show notes um a tweet that you sent me from Taika Waititi. Um Oh yeah, it was good. That mm-hmm. very humorously uh and an entertaining way illustrates that point. Um so I'm, I'm going to stick that in the in the show notes as well. But um, you can find the show notes at uh, at beerwithgeeks.com. That's where you can find every episode of the show, and, and you can always check the show notes there if they're not already in your podcast player. Um, we just want to make sure that you know we're we're talking about something that does ultimately matter uh, after having spoken about um, the the fun stuff um, that that doesn't really matter in the big picture. But we absolutely believe that Black Lives Matter. Um. But all of that um, said, please do check that out at beerwithgeeks.com. You can also find other episodes of the show there. You can find our other podcasts um, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can find this and all of our podcasts wherever podcasts are found at uh, Apple Podcasts, at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all the great places that that, uh, podcasts are found. Please rate and review us if uh, if that is your, uh, if if that's something you want to do to to help us a little bit um certainly you know everyone knows that it's been talked about a lot that podcast listenership is a little bit down these days um with people not commuting as much 
um, just across the industry. And so one thing you can do to help us is rate or review us in, in, in iTunes. Subscribe if you haven't already, um, because all those things signal to iTunes to sort of include us in the algorithm and helps the show get discovered by more people. You can also support us um, if you've got a buck or two to, to spare. Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio is a place you can go to do that and uh, and to help us continue to to make these shows. So I think that's I think that's all about we've uh, about all we've got to to say. Thank you for talking uh, to me about dinosaurs. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for talking to me about dinosaurs because I will always talk about dinosaurs. I'm actually gonna. I told my wife she's um, gardening. You know, like she's a she's a big gardener, and uh, so I told her that every time she tells me something about gardening, I'm going to tell her something about comic books. But I think I'm going to extend that into dinosaurs. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do I it. I like it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Anyway, Frank, this was this was a a real pleasure. Thanks, Dad. Um, that was my deep cut. Um, from. Jurassic, that was my deep cut line from Nedry from Jurassic World. But anyway, um, Frank, one one thing, uh, I <laughs> even to this day, you know, there's, there's that Barbasol can in Jurassic Park. You know, if you, um, I used to go into stores, um, I used to go into stores and um, you pick up the Barbasol can and t- take the bottom and try to spin it open to see if, like, I could take home some dinosaur uh. embryos. Nice. Turns out I can't. Still doesn't work. No. But if anybody wants to send me one of those, I would love it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good stuff, Frank. Solid. Solid. Yeah, w- indeed. Well, until next time, cheers. cheers.